Welcome to another episode of the Balancing Hormones Naturally podcast, where we offer actions and steps you can take today to start balancing your hormones naturally. This is your podcast host, Leah Brueggemann. I am a functional diagnostic nutritional practitioner. I am honored and excited to be your guide on your journey to better understanding your hormonal health and how it affects your everyday life. Ladies, if you are dealing with uneven skin skin tone, age spots, melisma, or you just feel like your skin's kind of dull and you want more of a glow, you need to try Pasoni skincare serums. So Tati, who is the founder of Pasoni Skincare, is an esthetician. And when she was pregnant, she actually got melisma and it didn't go away after her pregnancy. And hence, therefore, she got more into holistic health and holistic skincare. And out of this came her um, brand. And they are incredible. I've been using these serums for over two years. So that says something because I love to try different things. And so if I stick with something consistently going on, so I'm over two years now, I know that I'm obsessed with it and it always goes in my travel bag. Um, it's 100% natural, non-toxic. It's in glass packaging, no synthetic fragrances, no parabens, no phthalates, no PEGs. Anything that's going to be harmful for our hormones is not in there, which is incredible. But here's the kicker. Are we ready? It does actually work. And I want to spend a moment on the morning serum or the botanical sea drops because I was putting mine on the other day. And I'm like, I just, I wish I could impart, you know, for somebody who's never tried this before, why it's so amazing. And it literally, you take three drops. It's barely any three drops. And I am just massaging them into my skin and I'm staring at my reflection going, why, why do I love these so much? What is it? What does it do? It makes your, well, A, it's so moisturizing, but B, your skin tone looks so incredibly even and glowy. You will be obsessed. You'll be obsessed. And I just wait one to two minutes if I'm putting on makeup and I haven't had any issues with it causing my makeup to slip at all. So you guys will love them. And I know that whenever it comes to skincare, we can always be a little bit, you know, worried. Like, is it going to work for me? Definitely message Tati if you have any questions. She is a wealth of information and super, she's an open book. I love her. But let me break down the pricing of these because for quality non-toxic skin care in glass packaging, these are actually quite cost effective. So if you buy them as a duo, they're already 18% off. And then you can stack them with the code LEA10 to save an extra 10%. And these serums, even if you're not being super conservative, last you over four months four months, you guys, that's a long time, which brings your cost to about $35 a month for quality skincare that actually works. And if you are somebody that's super simplistic in your skincare, this is all you need. You're just going to need a cleanser. This is it. This will be your serums, your moisturizers, and you will love them. I love hearing from you guys when you try this. I love getting the messages of like, my skin has never looked better. So please let me know if you try it and 
how you feel about it, you just go to Pasoni Skincare, P-A-S-S-O-N-I, skincare.com, and you can use the code LEAH10 to save an extra 10%. Hey ladies, we are going to be talking about using your menstrual cycle for weight loss and honestly just understanding your menstrual cycle a little bit more in terms of the rise and fall of certain hormones and why you feel certain ways around your cycle and how to maximize certain things. And we are going to do that. But first I want to set the scene for you just really quickly. Um, So if you get the EBGBs from me just not jumping right into this topic, then I'm so sorry. Skip one minute. So it's actually really um, late. I am sitting here. It's 9.18 p.m. my time. I am sitting here with my blue light blocker glasses on, drinking some of the Punkit Wellness Happy Hormone Hot Chocolate, which is totally not called that, but I think it should be called that. And I put some extra mushrooms in it for immune support because let me tell you, my whole family has hand, foot, and mouth. And this is it's been such an interesting past couple days. So I was supposed to interview these very cool people, um, but my kiddos got hand, foot, and mouth and, you know, they want mom and they want mom to hold them and, you know, they're uncomfortable and all of that. So I had to cancel those. Obviously family comes first. And, but unfortunately I still needed a podcast episode and I'm thinking, you know, it's fine. You know, I wanted to talk about the menstrual cycle a little bit more. We'll do that once, you know, they're in bed and Killian just, he, he didn't want to go to sleep at all. So he, yeah, it was really, really late. By the time I could get him to go to sleep, I was having to just hold him. Um, you know, and he doesn't feel well. So can you really blame him? And so I came downstairs and I, my husband's also sick. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to have to record somewhere where I can hear the boys if they still wake up. So if the acoustics are weird, it's because I'm recording in a different place. And I had told my husband, or he's like, I'm going to go take a bath. And I said, okay, you should probably use the detox bath salt. And he's like, oh, okay. So I go and get those for him. And he's, I sit down to record and he turns on the water to fill up the bathtub. I did not realize how loud it is when you're sitting right below the bathtub or right below the bathroom. So that was really loud. And so then I had to wait longer for that. I don't know why bathtubs like take a really long time to fill up. So anyways, um, that is, I don't know, a brief overview of setting the scene. So I am sitting here with my hair in like a hair plop because I had washed my hair earlier. Haven't had time to dry it. And I just, I feel like this is a very interesting situation. The information is still going to be quite amazing. But all that to say, I would love for you to tell me how you typically listen to these podcasts. And I'm going to give you a really easy way to do it. You can just DM me on Instagram and start it with, you don't even have to start a conversation. Literally just say podcast question and then give me your answer. So if it's like walking or 
doing the dishes or riding your bike or when you're driving or folding laundry, I'd love to know. So if you aren't driving right now, stop right now and send me that message on Instagram because I really want to know. If you're driving, please wait until you're done driving to send me that message. So anyways, all that to set the scene for you guys. So I hope that your day is going better than mine has. I am very grateful that I get to stay here with my kiddos and I'm also very grateful for the amount of um, like our medicine cabinet that I was able to pull out for them. Um, It was such a funny story. My oldest, Landon, he's almost four. Um, We were talking the other day about one of my husband's patients because he's a physical therapist and he his patients had to cancel because they had to go to the hospital and Landon asked why, why they had to go to the hospital. And I said, well, they, you know, they were sick, so they had to go to the hospital. And he goes, but mom, why didn't they just take a remedy? Valid point, but I think it was probably a different type of sickness, Landon. But I love that he is learning that, you know, he has these things at his fingertips. So, Okay, all of that, I guess, hopefully, if you got the EBGBs from that, you skipped longer than a minute, but, you know, it was kind of interesting, you have to admit. So, menstrual cycle. When we're thinking about the menstrual cycle in terms of weight loss, you're going to kind of be thinking about it in two chunks, pre-ovulation and post-ovulation. And that's because of a couple different hormones. So in order to fully grasp this, I think that it would be important for us to start off with understanding how to know which phase you are in, because then you can understand the hormones a little bit better. Okay. So you have four phases of your menstrual cycle. You have your period, which is when you're bleeding. And then you have your follicular phase, which is when you're done bleeding. Follicle is getting ready to um, release that egg, right? So follicular phase, that makes sense. And then we have our ovulatory phase, which is when um, you're starting to create cervical mucus and then you ovulate and that follicle releases the egg, right? This makes sense. And then the follicle that released the egg forms what's called the corpus luteum. And this is what's going to produce your progesterone. Corpus luteum, this is called the luteal phase, okay? This is your longest phase. This goes all the way from ovulation to the start of your next period, okay? So when you think about your period, it's kind of the wrap-up of your past cycle, but also the start of something new. So it's a little bit of both. It's like crossing through a door there. And I find the easiest way to track your cycle are the most comprehensive, the cheapest is to use temperatures. Now, I am literally going to just very briefly overview this in terms of you looking at your cycle from a health standpoint. So obviously, you know when you're on your period because you're bleeding, right? So what you're going to do with your thermometer, you can get a basal body thermometer, you can get it on Amazon, you can get it at your local grocery store, it's typically in the family planning section. You want a basal body thermometer, so it needs to go to the hundredth degree, which is 0.0 blank, so like the hundredth degree would be 
97.05. Okay. And this will be important later on. So bear with me and take your thermometer and put it down next to your bed on whatever you use to wake up in the morning. So if you have an alarm clock, you use your phone. If you're already ahead of the game, you don't use your phone because it's on airplane mode in the other room or across the bedroom far away from you. Okay. So you put your thermometer down when you wake up in the morning. You want to try and have at least three hours of consecutive sleep to get an accurate reading. A lot of people, you know, it also has to be the same time every day. So like always 6.30 or always 7 whenever they wake up. And this is hard for my breastfeeding moms or moms with kids that wake them up a lot during the night. And I love and use the temp drop for this reason. Otherwise, I would never be able to track my temps. Um, I mean, I guess I would now when my kids are sleeping a lot better. But um, that first year of my kiddo's life, they're just not great sleepers. So I would never have been able to take my temps. So I use the temp drop and I love it. Um, but they're a significantly bigger investment than a thermometer. Like a base body thermometer runs like maybe $10. So you take your temp. So you're going to want to put it in your mouth as soon as you wake up, let it settle, give it a minute to kind of like, you know, settle to your body temp and then go ahead and turn it on, wait for it to go beep, beep. Look at the temperature and you're going to input that into your app. Now you can use any app. Um, what I've been using right now and really liking, um, is read your body. Um, I know Kendara was amazing free app, but unfortunately I have found from a lot of people that they're phasing that out. So it's not necessarily available to everybody, which is not super fun. Um, so I've been using Read Your Body. I do really like that one. And turn off any predictions and you will just input your temp, okay? And so your temp is in there and then you do that every single day. So you know the importance of blood sugar balance, but what happens on the days when you are out and about and you just did not plan for all contingencies that happened you start getting really really hungry or maybe you have to um, eat out somewhere and you weren't able to get as much protein as you want or you just need a little snack or you are just a little bit hungry how do you do that on the run and i will tell you how i do this and it is paleo valleys meat sticks and superfood bars i pair those together I always have one in my purse and in my diaper bag. Actually, I probably have more than one because Landon likes to steal mine. So I always have those. I wouldn't say keep them in your car unless you live in a very cold area like I do right now. And then they'll probably be fine in your car. But I always have them on hand because then I know no matter what happens, I always have something that I can grab and support my blood sugar balance and nourish my body. They are the highest quality. Their ingredients are incredible. Um, I have two favorite flavors with their superfood bars, the lemon meringue and the apple cinnamon. Those are my two favorites. They do have a red velvet one. I haven't tried that one yet, so... If you guys try that, you'll have to 
let me know. But their ingredients are incredible. They use grass-fed bone broth protein and they also use date for a sweetener and it is quite low glycemic. They don't use gluten, grains, soy, or any um, added cane sugar. So that is really, really great if you're looking for something that's gonna be a little bit lower in sugar and I pair it with my meat stick. You guys, I've already talked about the meat sticks. You know why. I love them. I love their ingredients. I love how they are grass fed and grass finish. They don't have any fillers in there. They support regenerative farming, which is really, really important to me. I pair those two together. I love the teriyaki. That is one of my favorite ones in the beef. And then I also do really, really like their, um, their turkey sticks as well. So that's another one that you may really, really like. And I highly recommend them. Um, so you guys know I always 100% want transparency with companies and I am so proud to be able to partner with Paleo Valley because they 100% provide that transparency because then you as the consumer get to make an educated decision. That's all we want. We want transparency so then we know what we're eating and then we can make a decision about that and Paleo Valley is something that I bring into our family and I consume it and my kids consume it, my husbands consume it, and I love their ingredients. So I really could recommend everything, but top, top, top is going to be meat sticks, their superfood bars, and I also really like their um, vitamin C and their uh, beef organ complex. I'll have to tell you about the beef organ complex at a later date because that one's also really good. So you can go to paleovalley.com, P-A-L-E-O-V-A-L-L-E-Y, and you can use the coupon code Leah, L-E-A-H, to save 15%. On your app, you can go down to the bottom and there's this little section that says chart and you can hit that and you'll see that your temps that you've been inputting every day, the app has now made a graph out of them. I think that's what you would call that, a graph, yeah, like a linear graph. And this is so helpful because then you can clearly see when you ovulate, okay? So when you're on your period and your follicular phase, your temps aren't always going to be the same. It's not going to be 97.5 every single day. Maybe it's 97.5. Maybe it's 97.8. Maybe it's 97.9. Maybe it's 97.3. They're going to fluctuate, right? But after you ovulate, you are going to get a temp spike. Ideally, what we would like to be seeing is 0.4 degrees Fahrenheit above your previous highest temp. This is because progesterone raises your body temp. Okay. And so when we get that temp spike and it's higher than your previous highest temps and it stays up there. So you can't have like one that goes 98.4 and then the next day it's back to 97.5. That would not count. We'd have to go all the way up like 98.4, 98.3, 98.5. Like they have to stay up there. We've confirmed ovulation. And then your temp will drop at the end of your luteal phase. And that tells you that your period is about to start. Isn't that just cool? I just think it's cool. Okay, so let's recap. You're on your period. You're bleeding. You're taking your temps. You stop bleeding. You're in your follicular phase. 
you're taking your temps. They're lower. You enter your ovulatory phase. You know this because you're starting to create cervical mucus. Now, you ovulate. You know this because you get a temp spike. So your temp spikes, your temp stays up. You are now in your luteal phase. Temps are up, temps are up, temps are up, and then temps drop back down. You start your period. Does that make sense? So now let's think about this in terms of days. So period should be about three to seven days. You should bleed no less than 25 milliliters and really no more than about 80 milliliters. And I know you just rolled your eyes and you cried a little bit because you go, how on earth do I know how many milliliters? So if you use um, a period cup, obviously you would have a very good idea. I know so many people that love period cups, but Leah cannot just wrap her mind around those. And a tampon, like a regular one, uses about five milliliters, and then a super one uses 10 milliliters. So same thing with pads, regular versus super. So hopefully that kind of gives you a little bit of an estimate of how much, you know, bleeding you are actually, and hopefully you are falling right into that beautiful range, right? And if you aren't, um, that will be a podcast for another day. Um, I was thinking maybe we could do one specifically on heavy periods. If you want that, please let me know. So your period three to seven days. And then you're in your follicular phase, right? So you're not bleeding anymore, but we're not creating a ton of cervical mucus yet. Now, this is the phase that really determines the length of your cycle. Some people can have a short luteal, I mean, a short follicular phase, sorry. And some people can have a longer follicular phase. So this is really gonna just be what does your body do, right? You know, for some people it's five days, for some people it's 10 days. And then you enter your um, your ovulatory phase, you're starting to create cervical mucus. This is typically, you would like to see this around two to seven days of cervical mucus. And then your TEM spikes, you ovulate and you head into your luteal phase, which ideally we like to see this 12 to 14 days. Shorter than that is a luteal phase insufficiency. Okay. Luteal phase isn't long enough. Progesterone is maybe not high enough, not staying up high enough, and it cannot go past 16 days. So if you hit, you have confirmed ovulation beyond a shadow of a doubt and you hit day 17, day 18, you just take a pregnancy test. Okay. So your period cannot be late, but ovulation can get delayed due to stress, lack of nutrients, um, lack of minerals, you know, excess testosterone, insulin resistance, um, thyroid issues, you know, all these things can suppress ovulation. All these things can delay ovulation. One of the biggest is really stress delaying ovulation. Um, it was crazy just how many uh, clients had a, a just a slightly later ovulation um, right around Thanksgiving. And so this is why it's important to track because if you know when your ovulation is, you know when your period's coming, right? Because you can do the math. Opposed to if you don't track your ovulation, you're just going, well, it's been 33 days. Where's my period? But in reality, you ovulated late this cycle. You didn't ovulate until day 21. So you shouldn't be expecting your period until 
cycle day 36, right? So that's why it's important to track that ovulation. And something that I think is worth noting here, because I see this question a lot um, in PCOS forums and things like that, where women will ask, can I get pregnant if I don't have a cycle? And a lot of women will chime in and be like, yeah, I got pregnant and I never had a period. And this is this is really important, this wording that's used here, okay? You cannot get pregnant without a cycle. It can't happen. Like, you need to ovulate. That needs to happen, right? You need to ovulate. Now, ovulation is what brings your period, right? You ovulate, that follicle releases the egg, that follicle then forms a corpus luteum, which produces progesterone. And when the corpus luteum is like, okay, I'm done, my job is done, you are not pregnant, it, um, you will start your period. Okay. So the ovulation is what brings the period. Okay. So the women that are saying that they got pregnant without a period is because they got pregnant on that first ovulation. So they never saw the period that was following the ovulation because they were pregnant. Right. I hope that makes sense. An period by definition needs to be preceded by an ovulation. So if you aren't having a period, like there's no cycle, then there's no ovulation. Okay. So I just think that's important to know if you are dealing with irregular cycles or suppressed ovulation, like ovulation is the main event. It's the key factor. It is so important. Okay. Um, that's how we get our periods, right? It's, you know, and, and I, I think this is just a lack of education out there where I have, especially in the postpartum, so many moms saying like, I got pregnant and I didn't get my period back. Like, how is that humanly possible? Or I don't know if I'm ovulating. Like I could be, I'm not tracking, but like, I don't have a period. I'm like, okay, well then you're not ovulating. Right. I think that's so important to know. Ovulation is what brings your period. Okay. They go hand in hand, they go together and, um, you can't have a period without an ovulation. Okay. You can have an ovulation without a period because if you get pregnant on that ovulation, you obviously are not going to see that period. So I hope that makes sense. So now let's talk about now that you know your cycle and you're kind of thinking through and you know how many days everything is and all of that, let's kind of think about it in terms of our hormones. Okay. So, so in terms of our weight loss and understanding the hormones there, we're going to be thinking about the cycle in terms of pre ovulation and post ovulation. Okay. So pre ovulation, estrogen will be rising, right? It's rising to the top of the mountain and the top of the mountain peak is ovulation. You are going to be more sensitive to insulin and and stress levels, cortisol, will be lower. Now, when you are more sensitive to insulin, what on earth does that mean? Okay. So we have our cells and they need to be sensitive to insulin. Muscles also have to be sensitive to insulin. Insulin, think about it as the key that unlocks our cells so that glucose can get in, okay? So if your body is producing insulin 
and your cells go, what the heck is insulin? And then your body has to produce more insulin to get the glucose into the cells. This is definitely affecting inflammation in the body, right? Lots and lots and lots and lots of circulating insulin. It's also going to make it really hard to lose weight, right? If we aren't doing a good job of escorting glucose into the cells and utilizing right away, and we just have all of this circulating glucose all the time, we're not, you know, it's staying up higher than it, it should be. It's taking longer to come back down. This is going to be causing inflammation. This is also going to be making it harder for you to lose weight. So that's why most people are obsessed with this pre-ovulation time in terms of insulin and cravings, okay? And you build muscle easier. Like everybody loves this phase, your Beyonce phase. I'm sure if you listen to this podcast, you already know all things seed cycling. And the two biggest issues people have with seed cycling and being consistent with it are they forget to take it because they have to grind their seeds before eating them every single time because you obviously don't want to be buying your seeds ground from the store or be, you know, your husband's finding flax seeds in his coffee grinder. That was me. Um, or it's just you run out of your seeds and then, you know, you don't make it to the store and then you miss a couple weeks and then you fall out of the habit. So Fungit Wellness Seed Cycling Subscription Kit solves all of these problems. And I'm going to tell you how to get the best bang for your buck, the most cost-effective way. And I'm telling you guys, I have done the math. Like this is when you stack these discounts, this is very, 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 very comparable to buying your seeds at the grocery store and they taste better. They're better quality and it's so much easier to be consistent with it. So Fungit Wellness um, was started by Kate Morton, who is a registered dietitian. She's been on the podcast talking about seed cycling before and you, I'll put the link in the show notes, but you can just go to funkitwellness.com and you go get the seed cycling subscription. And when you sign up for the subscription, you will get your nurture blend, which you take from your period to ovulation, that's your pumpkin and flax seeds, and then you take radiate after you've ovulated, which is your sesame and sunflower seeds, from your ovulation to your period. Now, she gets them from B Corp Organic Farms, so they taste amazing, and she grinds them right before she sends them to you, so they aren't going to go rancid by the time you consume them. So once you open the bags, store them in the fridge, and they're in dark colored bags, which is awesome. Um, they taste amazing and you do a tablespoon of each of the seeds um, and literally it, it doesn't get easier than having them shipped right to your door and on top of that they really you you taste a difference so when you do the subscription you get free shipping and that's awesome and it already is discounted which is also amazing you can cancel obviously at any time or change the date at any time if need be and then you can stack that with the discount Leah15, L-E-A-H 15 to save an extra 15%. So now you guys are just rocking and rolling and you can do all the seed cycling things. Also, I will tell you if you're signed up for their email list, they send out fabulous recipes. After ovulation, so you're in your luteal phase, luteal phase to the start of your period, you are actually burning more calories. So when you 
start producing progesterone. Progesterone raises your body temp and you are producing, not producing, burning. Thank you. Yeah, sorry. My brain. You're burning upwards of one to 300 extra calories per day. So, you know, for some people, especially if you have lower progesterone levels, maybe not as much, but that's per day, you guys per day. That that's a lot of extra calories. And I can see your wheels turning right now and you're going awesome. So if I just stay at my maintenance calories and I don't do anything, I'm automatically going to lose weight in the luteal phase. But on the contrary, why do you feel like you always gain weight in your luteal phase? Okay. So this is important. If you're burning more calories, you need to actually prepare for that with your nutrition throughout the day. Otherwise, you're going to end up on being the person that is at the end of the day and decision fatigue gets you and you're hangry because you didn't eat enough food and you eat the entire pantry. Okay? So that's really important to notice and acknowledge the fact that you are burning more calories so then you have to you know, eat more food throughout the day. So that's number one. Number two, this is the one I just hate. You know, this is, this is not my favorite thing. We are less sensitive to insulin during this time. Isn't that just sad? (laughs) So the ice cream that you eat in your luteal phase is going to cause more of a blood sugar roller coaster than it would in your follicular phase. Okay, so now we're on this bigger blood sugar roller coaster, especially if you're not balancing your blood sugar. You're burning more calories, so you're getting hungrier. And then you, most people end up on overcompensating and eating a lot more food than the amount that you are burning per day. You're on a big blood sugar roller coaster. And on top of that, our cortisol levels are already higher in the luteal phase, you know, your stress, your fight or flight hormone. And so instead of, you know, utilizing this for rest, recovery, and thriving, we end up on feeling puffy, inflamed, and we feel like we gain five pounds every luteal phase, but like dust doesn't go away. It just keeps going up every single month. Okay. So how do we understand what's going on? And we like progesterone, you guys. Progesterone is not a bad thing. How do we understand what's going on here to utilize this for weight loss? So first of all, I feel like I need to preference, pref, pref, preface this, goodness, preface this, the fact that I'm not the biggest fan of calorie counting. Um, I use it on and off with clients depending on the situation, but I'm a much bigger fan of us utilizing and tracking our protein. We need more protein in this luteal phase. And if we are tracking and hitting our protein goals effectively and consistently, you typically are also subconsciously or unconsciously, that's what I'm looking for, hitting your calorie goals as well without even realizing it um, by just making conscious food choices, okay? So let's kind of 
think about how you would set yourself up here. So pre-period, right? If you are calorie counting, um, you're trying to lose weight. Again, okay, I keep coming back to this again. (laughs) I'm going to emphasize that. You, before you start counting calories, you need to be so darn sure that you are even eating enough food in the first place. There are so many women that I have worked with that I need to make them eat more food and then they lose weight. Imagine that because your body needs to feel nourished and safe, right? To have a strong, healthy ovulation to make hormones. And if we are chronically under eating, we are not taking care of our hormones, okay? So before you try and jump into, yes, I 100% need to cut calories, Leah, please, please, please make sure that you are eating enough food. I, I literally, otherwise, that this, this that's not going to work, okay? We need to eat enough food. Um, this is when I would pull back the calories a little bit, not a ton, just a little bit, would be in this pre-ovulatory phase food face because you are able to build muscle muscle easier you utilize carb better okay it's it's a good time when your body can be pushed and it can do these things right um this is when you can ramp up your workouts a little bit you know i you you have heard caitlin talk about this all the time but weightlifting you guys is so 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 important so necessary um also great for sensitizing your muscles to insulin. Okay. So huge, massively important. Um, make sure you're getting in enough protein. Um, ideally one pound, sorry, I did that backwards. One gram of protein per pound of ideal body weight. And then after ovulation, depending on your goals, if one of your goals is weight loss, you might actually need to up the protein a little bit, just a little bit, okay? So we are post-ovulation. Say your goals are weight loss. You're going to up the protein a little bit. You're going to still be working out, but maybe instead of doing HIIT or you're you're going to do some Pilates or yoga, um, you're going to do some walking, um, you're going to lower your weights a little bit and you're working out and you're going to do higher reps. Okay. We're still getting movement in, still doing all of these things, right? But you're going to bring up your fats a little bit. So just a little bit, just a little bit. And that can be just adding a little bit more, more avocado. Um, with your seed cycling, like sesame and sunflower seeds actually naturally are a little bit higher in calories than pumpkin and flax seeds. So that's cool how that just aligns right there. And this is already going to compensate for the little bit of extra calorie burn that we have going on. And then you aren't going to feel undernourished and underfed and starving by the end of the day and want to eat your whole house. Okay. So again, planning, 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 planning. And then the next thing that I would do is I would do a lot of um, things to help with cortisol levels and stress reduction. Um, you know, not going on your phone first thing in the morning. I know we talk about that a lot, but that's really, really important. You know, really paying attention to your nighttime routine. If you like doing saunas, um, 
or hot baths, this is a great time to do it in this luteal phase. I would not be cold plunging if I were you in your luteal phase. No, 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 no. Let's support this warmer body temp here. Okay. And again, you are less sensitive to insulin. You have more of this blood sugar roller coaster. So that's why it is important to bring up protein a little bit, but I cannot emphasize enough, emphasize enough that blood sugar balance is so important all the time, but take it up a couple notches of importance in this luteal phase. Because if you already are less sensitive to insulin, your cortisol levels are already higher. You're burning a little bit of extra you're burning extra calories every day, right? You're if you go on a blood sugar roller coaster, let's say you're like, I really just want that chocolate, Leah. I just run the chocolate, and you eat the chocolate, and you don't balance your blood sugar eating the chocolate. And then 45 minutes later, you're like, Oh, I'm kind of tired. And then you're like, Oh my goodness, I need to see if I have Oreos. No, 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 no. Like I need to. And you guys know what I'm talking about. It's not that I would like to have Oreos. I would like to have some chocolate. It's the, I need this or somebody is going to die. And then you just go, I have no willpower. Something is wrong with me. What's wrong with myself? Like, why can't I do this? I keep restarting every time I'm done with my period, like blah, 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 blah. And we just guilt trip ourselves. And then we just keep spiraling down and down and down and down and down. So the biggest thing here is just understanding what on earth is going on. When we can understand which times of our cycle we're more and less sensitive to insulin, when we're burning more calories and when our cortisol levels are higher, it's just the little tweaks. Well, A, understanding it, I think just helps our sanity, you know, because then we can make more informed and conscious decisions because now in your luteal phase, when you go, yeah, I need the chocolate, you're going to think about this and you're going to go, I need this chocolate because I actually didn't do such a good job of balancing my blood sugar for breakfast today. And this is how I'm paying for it. And so then the next day you're going to do a better job because you know now and the cravings won't control your life. There's a big difference between like wanting to eat some chocolate wanting to have a piece of dessert and needing to. You guys know what I'm talking about. The blood sugar balance roller coaster is the one that makes you go, I need that. Or you're hangry. Hangry is your personality. You're cranky. You got mid-afternoon slumps. Okay. So if you notice a lot of those things get bigger in the luteal phase, and they become more of a problem, it's because of blood sugar. So we are going to do another episode on blood sugar because I cannot talk to you about this enough. It is just so important. So we will talk about this more, but that is how I want you to think about your cycle in terms of weight loss is, and then you can have this very steady caloric or not caloric, very steady weight loss, which is sustainable and safe. And you can upkeep your muscles. Okay. Because it's just, I find, you know, Whenever you need to hit these goals, it really comes down to consistency. And if you're on for the two weeks pre-ovulation and then you're just off a roller coaster before your period, after ovulation, and you never make any progress, right? And so it's not even, it's like, it's not even if you want to think about it in terms of eating less calories, here, it's really just supporting your hormones and supporting blood sugar so that you're not causing more inflammation 
and your progesterone levels can do what they need to because you're not causing inflammation and stress, which is going and affecting cortisol, which is then going to be affecting progesterone. So your hormones can literally do what they need to do and your body isn't going to be in fight or flight. Your body can release the weight. Okay. So if weight loss is one of your really, really big goals and you're wanting to really use your cycle for this, I challenge you. You can check back in with me. I challenge you to be very conscious of this for the next couple cycles and not not think about eating less calories per day, but really think about balancing your blood sugar, eating just a little bit more food in your luteal phase, especially getting in some more good fats, maybe getting in a little bit more good protein, maybe focusing harder in that time on stress management and and things to support your cortisol levels and things to not like feed the dopamine train, like, you know, scrolling TikTok and Instagram till, you know, 3 a.m. in the morning and getting on and making your um, stress level rise and all of that kind of stuff. I want you to really just implement those couple things and you will be surprised at how much less inflammation you have, better energy you have. You'll notice, um, you know, you won't be so hangry all the time. You'll be noticing you have less cravings. You'll be noticing that you don't want to eat your pantry. <laughs> um, and Weight loss is a very simple side effect of all of that. And then once you have that managed, then you then we can take the next steps when it comes to like weight loss. And weight loss is truly a symptom. It's truly a symptom. And when we can optimize our hormones, the, the rise and fall of our hormones, then weight loss becomes effortless. And I know everyone always says it's calories in versus calories out. And I'm, and I'm not ignoring that fact, but you can't look at calories and not look at hormone function and insulin and blood sugar, right? Because like if your maintenance calories are so ridiculously low, having to go lower to lose weight is going to be impacting other functions of our body. So we have to make sure that we healed the functions. Sorry, I whacked the microphone. I didn't mean to do that to you. We've healed the functions. We've gotten everything good. And weight loss is then a byproduct, right? So that's what I challenge you to do. I want you to look at your cycle, you know, see where you're at, start to notice the patterns that we talked about, and then just make those simple tweaks, right? Maybe you push harder in your workouts, Um you know, you really make sure you don't have that late night snacking, um, in that ovulatory phase and the luteal phase. And, you know, you bring up your calories a little bit more in the luteal phase and you get those fats and you get that extra protein. And you're really, really good about balancing your blood sugar and those cortisol levels. And you will be amazed. You will be amazed. So anyway, let me know. Let me know if you found that interesting. I thought it was interesting to talk about. Thank you for listening to today's episode of Balancing Hormones Naturally. If you found this helpful, I would love for you to share it with a friend and post it on your stories and tag Balancing Hormones Naturally podcast so we can get this message out. You can find me on Instagram at Leah underscore B-R-U-E-G and I would absolutely love to hear from you.